Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. If you're happy to be in the house of the Lord, give the Lord a shout. It's testimony time. The Bible says that thy testimonies are my delight and my counselor. Today we have two testimonies in the house. Our first testimony is from Priscilla Ajiman, who is a flower, a member of the Queen's Center of the campus region. And Priscilla says, my testimony is about how I received miracle money before the lockdown period. On that Sunday, I was so broke that I only had 10 CDs, 89 pesos in my Momo account. It was offering time and mommy started calling amounts. Initially, I decided not to give at all, but she, but as she mentioned 10 CDs, there was this urge for me to get up and go and put my money inside the basket. I got up and just before I left, I prayed and told God that as I'm given this offering, he should let me receive supernaturally. I was wondering how I would survive because my daddy had clearly told me that he wasn't going to send me any money since we we're about to go home for the Easter break. When I got back to my room, I prayed and took a screenshot of my momo's statement and sent it to my father. He immediately called me back and was laughing as I was telling him my story. At that moment, my phone vibrated and he asked me to check my messages, only for me to realize that he had sent me 500 Ghana CDs. The joy and excitement was unexplainable because my father wouldn't normally give me that amount of money, especially if he knew I was coming home soon. Right now, the way things are happening at home with all this corona here, corona day, our finances are really stretched. But as we believe and as we give today, may you receive a special package delivered to you right at home in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell the church to believe in the prayers of our mother and our prophet. We should also learn to give, whether as tithes or offerings, because when we give, we actually put God to test, and he is a God of possibilities. Our second testimony is from Oscar Ankama, who's a dancing star in the Frontline Apartment Center of the Central Region. And he says, my testimony is about how I received miracle money after giving my last in church. Back in school, before this lockdown season, I owed about a week's tithe in my Benempi offering. Mercy. I used the money for some practicals in class. After that, I was so broke that I ate Gary every day. I prayed to God to have mercy on me and provide for me so that I could clear my debts. I was seriously expecting not less than 100 CDs, but unfortunately, my brother sent me only 20. I was disappointed, but I thanked God anyway. 
The next Sunday, when I went to church, I heard a voice telling me to give all the money in church, which I did. After church, I was very hungry and quickly rushed to my hostel to continue with the Gary. I came online and the first message I saw was from my cousin who lives in Accra. She said that she was in Kumasi and had intended to pass by my hostel. After an hour, I met her and she gave me so much money, much more than I expected. As you give to the Lord, may you receive much more than you're expecting. In Jesus' name, my faith has been stirred up. I want to tell everybody to listen to that still small voice that speaks to us in certain situations. God actually gives us exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And our sacrifice will definitely yield much fruits. Hallelujah. Last week we learned about sacrifice. Our mother taught us to sacrifice to give, to sacrifice to pray, and to sacrifice to fast. This week, I can't wait for what we are going to hear. If you're as happy as I am, stand to your feet. Yes, stand to your feet. Don't hold your phone and sit down. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together and help me welcome the vessel that the Lord has prepared to give us this word in season. Sister Joy Philippe Bruce! Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be with you again. And I have to say that it's been a wonderful week just past. We thank the Lord for every testimony that we have heard. Both the testimonies from those of you at home who have been sacrificing and you're reaping something and you can see that the word is true and the testimonies of healing that we received after our crusade and for everything we tell we say thank you to the Lord hallelujah well this Sunday I'm going to take the second part of the series I started last week sacrifice the key to fruitfulness but before I do that let us pray Father, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for everything that has happened in the past week. Thank you for honoring us with souls that were saved. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for testimonies. Thank you for keeping us alive. Thank you, Lord, that even those who were in danger were delivered. We are grateful. I pray that as we come before your word, that you will speak to us where we are. Let this word minister as it should, O oh God. Lift us up from where we are and cause us to draw closer to your will for us in our lives. In Jesus' name, and amen. Hallelujah. Last week we spoke about sacrifice and we are continuing. We're continuing because it's so important to talk about it because of the way sacrifice has more or less been pushed out of our worship of God. It cannot be. It is a part of us. Hallelujah. Now, I started last week, just to give a brief recap in case you're just joining us, by beginning with a scripture in John 15 and verse 16, where Jesus was giving us a very important principle. And he said, you have not chosen me. I chose you. I choose you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain and that whatever you ask the father in my name he will give it to you he will give it you hallelujah and I'm saying that so as you've come in and you're a believer the Lord has an expectation that you will bear fruit 
And the fruit of a believer is another believer. He's expecting that you will influence somebody. You will share the gospel with somebody. Don't believe people who tell you that, oh, oh, as for religion is a private thing. Maybe their religion is a private thing. But Jesus did not come for any private anything. He came for all of us. Hallelujah. And he came, you see, and it was something which he placed in our worship of him. You see, in our worship. And we see it in the Bible. When he healed people, when people encountered him and they wanted to join him, then he would say, uh-uh, go back to your people and tell them what has happened to you. As a means of drawing more people in, you see. So it is something that he expects of us, that we will grow. Even though this, the, the woman of Samaria, she had just been born again, Christ, she went to witness. Told the people what the man told her. And they all came and heard and gave their lives. And so our fruitfulness is a requirement. Yes, our service is important. It's important that we serve in the house of God. If you're an usher, God bless you. If you are whatever, a dancing star, dancing stars, we've missed you. Eh, but God bless you. And we need you. We need you. Our prayer basanta, they have been at work non-stop praying. And we need all these things as the service to the house. But we must also bear fruit hallelujah and if we grow up as we grow if we don't embrace you know sacrifice if we don't embrace the process of sacrifice it will limit our fruitfulness and that's why much of the church when i say the church now I'm talking about the body of christ globally much of the church is not bearing fruit anymore because we become a me my and i bless me i need i need you see when you when you do what god wants he meets you on the way yeah what is our, our main scripture in this church matthew 6 33 yeah matthew 6 that you seek first the kingdom of god then all else is added hallelujah and this is a theme that goes throughout the scriptures now in john chapter 12 and verse 24 we see a scripture verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit so if you are trying to grow something the seed must get into the ground it must be hidden from your sight it must die down there and then it will come up again and give you fruit and when it comes back it doesn't come as the single grain or the two or three grains that you put in the hole it comes in a multiples you can't even count it abundant fruitfulness but that sacrifice of going to the ground and dying i thank god for the testimonies hallelujah because as you have paid something you are, you are not paying you are paying your offering or your tithe something was going away from you and you didn't know where it was going or where, where it was going to land you know that's why some of you who are there and say that oh i want to put the money but i want to follow and i want to see what will happen you are like the child who has put the seed in the ground and then after two days i want to see what is happening you go and dig it up and that's it it doesn't grow again wow. yeah but when you put it into the ground and it dies it brings forth it brings forth and some of you are already tasting what it has what it is bringing may you sacrifice and may you eat the fruit of it hallelujah may you see the fruit and may you live to enjoy the fruit of it amen from today don't complain about the things that are not comfortable in our worship of god you know nowadays as we join flow prayer it used to be two hours then it became two and a half hours then it became three hours. The last one was five hours. And yeah, then some of you, I want to say, please, if you're going to complain, just go off. 
and leave those who want to have this time of sacrifice of prayer to do that sacrifice yes they have to die you see when you are praying nobody sees you nobody sees you it's so inglorious and that's why people complain because no one sees no one comments you comp- uh, comments you you can ask our prayer about they are praying all the time hour after hour hour after hour all kinds of prayer today is all night tomorrow it is through the day everybody one hour one hour through the day somebody is praying nobody sees you wouldn't have known if i didn't tell you and even as i'm speaking most of you don't even know who they are nicely dead you wait when the fruitfulness begins that's when you start saying ah this brother cry where did he come from this sister cry where did she they have fallen into the ground eh, if you're prayer about something don't let your head grow <laughs> stay humble hallelujah and the lord will help you amen oh i said amen some of you want to worship the lord one hour on sunday one and a half hour, as soon as it goes over please and so i shared with you last week that sacrifice is a basic doctrine in christianity and i also said to you that is the source of power that you have hallelujah to the degree that you sacrifice to that degree you will bear fruit you cannot be expecting something i mean you are expecting a harvest of a seed you have not planted come on let's be real let's be real hallelujah so i'm continuing today i shared with you about how the seed will fall and we spent some time talking about that last week and today i'm doing a bit of a combination it's very difficult to separate the falling from the dying it's almost like one process once you put it in there the dying must happen and then the bearing fruit of the seed so let us go through today and see what the lord will share with us amen now with the falling into the ground this is that point in your life nobody knows you nobody sees you in fact it's the point in your life where you are not accepted not particularly invited if you are a minister of the gospel or if you are somebody who works maybe you are prayer praise and worship leader you are some nobody is calling you to lead nobody is inviting you anywhere but i want to say to you look at the scripture in luke 180 it was talking about jesus and it said and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto israel your day of showing will come forth your day will come when things will just work you know and you'll be brought out to do what god is asking you to do but before that there must be a falling and after the falling there comes a dying and dying seems to indicate that the thing is totally spoiled i shared with you last week how moses one moment he was in pharaoh's palace one moment he was a prince one moment he was an honored person the next moment he was in the desert not only was he in the desert he was walking behind sheep i want you to just imagine that transition from here to there to help us better understand the falling and dying i want to give you take one story in the bible and we just go into it as the anatomy of the fall how does it look what's going on in that falling and that dying and i found no better example i need to say that the examples are a lot from from john the baptist to jesus himself moses so many 
you know but i just picked joseph because much much more was written of you know this you can see the stages a bit clearer john the baptist we know that he came he was a voice in the wilderness crying you know and then we know that at a point he was arrested but in between all that we don't know much so let us look for this lesson today at joseph we meet joseph in genesis 37 and the bible says in verse 3 that israel his father loved joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors now for those of you who didn't used to go to um sunday school much and you don't remember the story we have um <laughs> we have israel jacob he was named his name was changed to israel he had two wives leah and rachel leah gave him a lot of sons nine of them i believe and rachel the one who he really wanted to marry gave him two in fact when they were going to marry he had asked his father-in-law to give him rachel in marriage and his father-in-law had done a trick you know some of you, you are in the kind of family that they say the older one was married before the younger one well so it was in these times and so instead of bringing rachel they brought leah that's why gentlemen you must see the face of the person you are going to marry we know that's why we don't do the weddings in the night <laughs> we don't do the weddings in the night so that you see the face hallelujah and please see her before without the makeup also you must know what you are getting into anyway joseph woke up and it was leah and the bible has an interesting story i want you to take your time and read it of the play between these two sisters as they vie for the affections of their husband and as they vie for the seed to be able to have a child well in the long run leah the despised wife has nine of them and rachel has two now the first of those two boys of rachel was joseph and so since he was the firstborn of the wife that israel really loved jacob really loved him you know really loved his mother and he was the firstborn and so his father had a special love towards him and so he started his life as a favored son and they'd even given him a coat that nobody else got and i want to say to you sitting and listening to me who is in that kind of a situation i want to say to you that regardless of who you are regardless of how things appear and they seem the fact that you are your father's favorite will not stop you from going through the process or for, of will not stop you from the need to go through the process of falling and dying if indeed it is true that it is god you want to bear fruit for so the time came let me just read verse 4 and 5 we're in genesis chapter 37 when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all his brethren they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him i want you to see that his fall had already begun there is no public announcement of the commencement of a fall and so you may be in a situation right now that you don't really know that it is the fall of your life that you are in or that you have fallen into this circumstance everything looked okay you see to the extent that in verse 5 when joseph dreamed a dream he went to tell his brothers when you dream an exciting dream who do you go to tell those you think love you those who are for you those who are close to you they are the ones you run to to go and tell because you imagine that they are for you he did not even know that his fall had become had, had begun but it had started 
the Bible says that he they envied him. And you see, he went to share the dreams. And he didn't do it just once. When he shared it the first time, he should have looked at their faces. He didn't look. And so the second time when he dreamed the dream again, and all these dreams were showing him his future, how he would be up. <laughs> Some of you, you have had those dreams. And when you have the dreams, you imagine that you are going to be up today. <laughs> Listen, God is just encouraging you because what is about to befall you or what has already befallen you or what is in the process of before you can easily wonder whether some baby has entered into it is not a baby and it is not the witch in your village god is at work and he's working something out in you so here he was by the time he goes to tell them the second time you can see that the brothers don't like him and they are just there watching then something happens verse 12 says that the brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem and Israel said unto Joseph do, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem come I will send thee unto them and he said here am I the die is cast it's like you are watching a movie the thing that is now going to send this boy into the ground this is it his father was the one who sent him when your fall begins the person who begins starts you on that road may even be the one who loves you most and that person may not even know that that's what is going to happen to you as he went the bible says that as he got to the place he didn't meet his brothers i have been always been very very interested in a certain man that we meet in verse 15 the bible says that when he went you see he didn't see the people but look in verse 15 a certain man found him and behold he was wandering in the field and the man asked him saying what seekest thou to me that man was one of the angels or one of the demons that you meet on your way in life if joseph had not met him i mean they've sent you go to shechem you get to shechem he is not there. the people are not there you return to the person who sent you and said please i went they were not there but he meets somebody i need you to see that the circumstances of your life are organized and ordained by god if you are a child of god and so it may look random but it's not random god had allowed him to meet this man and the man redirected him so he now went and he actually met his brothers and when they in fact when he met them they had a long time to watch him coming and they were making their plan when they saw him they knew that this guy does it <laughs> we are going to sort him out and the bible says in verse 24 23 it came to pass when joseph was come unto his brethren they stripped joseph out of his coat his coat of many colors that was on him sometimes when you fall that thing that you love was take, is taken from you you used to sing you loved singing then something happened and it was taken from you you loved doing something and it was removed from you you loved somebody and the person was removed from you the stripping has begun because the stripping is part of the falling and the dying there are some seeds you know before we put them into the ground we cut them so that they'll be able to come something had happened to this boy so they didn't even throw him in there with the coats that he loved they stripped him of it 
the Bible says that they took him, they cast him into a pit, an empty pit. There was no water. I'm talking to somebody listening to me today. In life, you are in a dry place, in a pit in which there is no water. And you've been wondering and you're asking, why am I here? I want to die. I want to commit suicide. I'm speaking to you today. Do not commit suicide. You are in the pit because the falling takes you into a pit. You are in the pit because the dying takes you into the pit. I had a time in my life when I was in the pit. And one of the characteristics of that time, I remember that I went from somebody who was needed and in high demand and being called to somebody nobody called. I think that was one of the signs that made me see that, hey, <laughs> thou art neither wanted nor needed. I remember when my phone sat down for an entire week. You need to understand that I used to have to charge this phone two or three times a day, not because it was a bad phone, but because of the volume of traffic through the phone and I went from the charging of this phone three times a day to one full week without charging why did, it not, why did I not charge? because nobody called because the battery didn't die because one was not needed Joseph was in a similar situation the Bible says that they took him and cast him in the pit and there was no water the most painful part to me is that the people who put him in the pit when they finished putting him there they sat down to eat bread at times the people who are in the process of causing you to fall down or in the process of putting you down there they add an extra wound because at least as you have left me here go somewhere but I'm there without water I'm there without food I'm there in the desert heat and you sit down and lay for yourselves a table and you are eating there child of God don't move and don't complain this is where many people lose it this is where many people complain themselves out of the ground this is where many people look at others and say hey it is like this for this person and it is like this for me the bible says that those who compare themselves to themselves are not wise don't compare this is your road that you are on they didn't kill him because god had not given them that right and as you are looking at me you may think that you are going to die but the day of your exit from this earth will be determined by god the father nobody has that right nobody can put you to death before your time that is if you are a child of god and so here is this boy they had decided to leave him there when reuben the older brother comes back and says oh why should he die and they all agree we will he will he, he we will not we will not uh, kill him and the bible says in verse 27 in fact it was judah judah said come let us sell him to the ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he is our brother and our friend and our flesh and so they took this boy and they sold him in this process of selling him when he was now going to be taken back to egypt i want you to understand that he was now dead his family was not going to see him you're not going to hear him and there's a time and a place in your life when you are like a dead person nobody sees nobody hears and in fact nobody cares one of the main signs of that time in your life is a lot of rejection that's one of the times when you are not accepted for anything but let us continue because the story does not end there in genesis chapter 39 we meet joseph again he has come all the way from egypt and he has been brought by the Ishmaelites and they've taken him to a slave market to sell 
I have to tell you, it's one of the most humiliating places a human being can be. If you have ever watched any of the slave movies, it's like when we're going to buy an animal and you check and you open the mouth open hmm, and you check, watching, looking into orifices and things. And this is being done to a human being. Indeed, he was dead. Sometimes you pass through something, all your pride is gone. There's nothing left. And this is where Joseph had reached. But I love verse 2. The Bible says of him. In fact, so when he comes to Egypt, he's bought by Potiphar. That's um, one of the officers of Pharaoh. But verse 2 says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Listen to me. In the process of your falling, and in the process of your dying, the Lord is right there with you. That's why there's a song that says that there's no place I can go. I can't hide from you. So if you go down to the pit of Sheol, he is there with you. This was Joseph's experience. As he went down into that pit, as he went down there, where the pit, when I say pit, I'm talking about Potiphar's house. Away from everybody he knew, away from all his loved ones. He didn't know anybody. He was among strangers. The Bible says that God was with him. It is God you need. The Lord was with him. He was a prosperous man. Not because he had gone to do any magic or any strange things. But because the Lord was with him. The situation looked strange and dire. But the Lord was with him. And the Bible says that his unbeliever master saw it. He realized that somebody is with this guy. I'm telling you somebody. You may think that you are nothing. Nobody from nowhere. But God in your life is seen. The presence of God with you is seen hallelujah and is felt and if you will stop complaining long enough you will see him and you will feel him many times when you are walking in those pits you will see that your prayer time is very good very sweet a lot of other people are looking for that kind of prayer time oh yes the time when they were nothing and they were having experiences with god hallelujah and this man realized that God was with him. And the Bible says in Genesis 39 and verse 4, And Joseph found grace in his sight. He served him and he made him overseer over his house. Can you imagine? There were three people walking around who were not overseers. Joseph was an overseer. He was still a slave. He was still in the dying phase. But he was an overseer. However, the process was not yet over. Beloved, God will not shorten your process. He will not shorten. The time the seed needs to stay in the ground in order to break forth and be what it is, that time it will not be shortened. It will not be shortened. And depending on whether you are going to be a maize plant or a mango tree, it may take a shorter or a longer time. In Joseph's case, as he began to get comfortable and think that, yes, I've lost my family, but it's not so bad. Here, I'm loved and needed and wanted. A situation arose when Potiphar's wife, a serious Jezebel, rose up and decided that this guy is the person that I want. And when Joseph refused to agree with her, she went and told lies. And you know, today, young men, you had better be careful because it's happening a lot. Some of you are going and taking chances and doing what you shouldn't do. And the person can easily turn it around. So watch yourself, young man, an aspiring man of God. Watch yourself. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that because of 
her allegations that she had been raped joseph was taken he is blessed again that you see he could have been killed he could have been killed you are a slave you have come you have come to touch my wife i'm going to kill you but because i told you your life is in the hands of god it cannot be shortened before time and so he was not killed but he was imprisoned they brought him the bible says that his master took him we're now in 39 verse 20 put him into prison a place where the king's prisoners were bound and he was there in the prison ah but verse 21 but the lord but the lord but the lord the lord was with joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of prison of the prison my brother my sister i don't know what prison you are in i don't know who is over you but may god cause you to have to may he show you mercy and may he cause you to come into favor with those who are around you hallelujah and once again joseph had that experience again when um the person liked him and because of that in verse 23 the bible says that the keeper of the prison left the whole thing to him hallelujah so you see that even in the process of dying the process of dying is not a time of doing nothing it's actually a very active time it's actually a time when a lot of things are happening the only thing is that the things that are happening are not out in public view the things that are happening are happening underground that's why we describe it as a falling and a dying it's a time when nobody commends you nobody comes to say that oh we have seen that this and that and that and you see that you are just working and some of you begin to complain monkey they walk baboon the job please please if you are a child of god if you're a child of god if you are a child of god then know that this is part of your process and you see if you talk to any man of god worth his weight in salt he can show you his process of falling and dying he can show you the times when he was never known when he was nobody when he was not accepted when he was rejected when he was insulted and sometimes more than once hey our own father he has had it in waves and in cycles right at the beginning it was there nobody wanted you are not a pastor how can you be a pastor then after the church grew to about 2,000 people the community people rose up who are you who are you who do you think you are they bombed his office another whole wave of rejection and people were asking who is this guy I remember when we were beaten in the church and some people even laughed hey, that's it they didn't know their own was coming at that time yeah but you see i'm sharing these things with you to keep you straight on course don't fall off course hallelujah now so in this phase two things that you develop when you fall into the ground and die two main things and you see until those two things are developed you will stay in the ground you will stay in the dying place the first one is a personal relationship with God a personal relationship with God why because when your relationship with human beings is minimized during that time of alienation you have the best opportunity to now develop a relationship with God this is the principle that is working on people who are in jail in prison you'll find that some people who go into prison they come out having met God 
And the reason is because as they enter that prison, they are dead to everything. Right now, it's only you and God there. It's true you can choose it to fight other prisoners and make yourself miserable. But even that, sometimes it doesn't happen. They can even be alone. Or you're just in a room. Recently, I saw a room that was like a cell. I said, my God, it's not a simple place. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. It's not a simple place to be. Hey. I remember that I used to preach in a prison and in that particular prison, they had a certain degree of freedom where they could even come out and walk in a certain, you know, limited area. But even that, it's not simple. You are literally locked away. And while you are locked away, that is when many reflect on things and turn to the Lord. And so you will see that it's a time when so many important spiritual traits are born in your life. I'm not saying that you have to go into prison for it to happen. <laughs> what I'm saying is that in that phase of your life, as you can see, because many of us are in that phase of life, spend the time with God. Get to know who God is. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23, where the Lord was saying something. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work, work iniquity why I never knew you in other words I never had a relationship with you I never knew you. So you were doing things, but I never had a relationship with you. And I must tell you that as you move up later in life and you begin to come up out of the ground, you suddenly discover that things can really disturb your relationship with God. That's why it's important at this point in time to start that relationship, cultivate it, grow it, and let it be a deep relationship so that even in the busier times ahead, you will still have that relationship. Hallelujah. That is why, honestly, I just really appreciate Bishop Doug because to lead us in a five-hour prayer meeting. <laughs> As you are there, encouraging you, saying, every walking, every standing, every walking, every praying, and we are walking and praying. Hallelujah. It says, lift up those hands, every lifting. And we are lifting and we are, have you not seen that we are praying scriptures that you wouldn't have prayed those scriptures. You wouldn't have prayed. I mean, I was amazed today when he was quoting from Isaiah. Those scriptures, I was like, ah, but I know that scripture. Seven points. My God. My God. You see, it's teaching us to have a relationship. And he's at the pinnacle of ministry. But he still has a certain kind of relationship with God. It wasn't born when he got up there. It was born right down there. It was born in the days when nobody knew him. Nobody had heard of him. And nobody even wanted to hear of him. And that was where it was born. And I believe that we have a very good example showing us what to do. And you see, maybe, maybe that is the blessing also of this lockdown time okay lockdown is over but still we are locked down i mean you are not going about your normal duties in the same way you see even those who are going to office some of them are still closing early various things maybe god is just allowing us a little bit of time to catch up with him and develop that relationship that we didn't develop earlier so let us not waste that time hallelujah so a personal relationship with God. The second thing, very important thing that is developed during this time of falling and dying is humility. Rejection is a very humbling experience. 
when you go and say that, oh, I would like to do that, and say, oh, no. <laughs> and sometimes when they even say no, the person who comes to do it in your place is not even as gifted as you. Yeah. And you know that you have been rejected. But the rejection by man is intended to make you develop humility. And you see, humility is the highest mantle. That is what you need. When you look in the Bible, all the important people, Moses, the Bible calls him the meekest man. Jesus, very humble on this earth. Hallelujah. And so it is something that we need to develop. Now, one of the common deceptions of life for us as Christians is to believe that the larger the church is, the higher one standing before the, the Lord, or the higher your ministry, or the more beautiful your singing, or the more popular you are, or the more known you are, or you are being, you know, those are the things in heaven. I'm reading a scripture for you. I'm closing in two minutes, but I'm reading a scripture for you. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus says to us in Matthew 18, verses 1 to 4. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. My goodness. We should be humble like a child. What is the humility of a child like? When you, the mother, you get angry with the child and you spank the child, the child does not go far. He comes right back to you holding your dress. But in our anger, as we grow, we become proud. So I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving this place. I'm going. You see, it's a, I'm just showing you the sign of a child. Children easily believe things. Easily. It is your decision to decide to believe. You must decide that what I read in the Bible, I'm accepting it. You see, if you expose yourself to all the unbelievers on the social media, you'll become an unbeliever. Yeah, many of them are just proud people. Proud people who warm up the seats of a church on a Sunday and say, I'm a Christian. Well, if you are a Christian because you warm a seat for an hour and a half, I suppose I'm a car. We just sit in the garage. Ah, all you need to do is to spend an hour and a half in a garage to make you a car. No, sir. It's not like that. It's not like that to be a Christian, you are somebody who has given your life to Jesus Christ. And he is the one saying that if you are to make it to heaven, your humility must be like the humility of a child. How is a child? Open. Open. Easily flowing. You see, even when a child pretends like they are annoyed, it's not difficult to get them back and out of No. They don't go silence three months. Uh, there's a lady watching me for three months you have not slept with your husband you are annoyed you are not flowing hey! yeah this is your scripture humble yourself hey but no 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 please humble yourself humble yourself you see he's given us the picture of a child how did you say it is easy humble yourself what will the child do will the child come crying you no 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 but i'm also in it we are all inside. All of us, if we want to go to heaven, it's for all of us. May the Lord help us. I believe that we need to understand that we are in the ground and we're dying in the ground. And may we bring forth the fruits of humility. When you are humble, the Holy Spirit is around you all the time. 
because it's nice to be with you it's not nice to walk around proud people at all would you walk around a person who's proud you know you sort of give them room give them because charlie you don't know what what indecent acts will be visited on you in their pride or what they will say yeah and the holy ghost doesn't want to hear certain things but as he brings forth humility in us i believe that the spirit of god will be around us and will help us hallelujah wherever you are i want you to stand to your feet and i want you to bow down your head and we want to pray father thank you for showing us the falling and the dying help us to do it properly fall properly die properly so that we will resurrect with fruit major fruit i pray for that one going through the throes of the testing right now i pray for grace may we not misfire may we not let lose our step help us to be humble like a child help us to have a good relationship with you thank you for teaching us these things thank you for those you sent in front of us to show us the way we are blessed because of that give you praise in jesus name amen as every head is bowed and every eye is closed exactly where you are maybe you are here and you have not begun your walk with jesus if jesus were to come today would you be going to heaven can you say yes for sure when you get to heaven's gate and he opens the book of life is your name in the book of life if your answer to any of these questions is no or i don't know then i want to suggest that this sunday you make history in your life by receiving jesus as your lord and your savior bow down your head and pray this prayer after me you want to say lord jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my Savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name have I prayed Amen God bless you. If you prayed this prayer, we would love to hear from you. I want you to send a WhatsApp or call 024-5544-532. And I'll send you a book that will tell you more of what it means to be born again. God bless you. We're so happy that you've given your life to Christ. The, the, the Bible says there is a party in heaven right now with the angels all because of you. Amen. And with all of me, I we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-F. God richly bless you.